Welcome to my testimony, and uh, today, Dawn, yeah, we have one of our good friends. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 miss, we miss this family because they moved away, but you know, we still keep in touch and see them from time to time, <laughs> but he's one of our, our best friends all the way from North Carolina, so I want to welcome Monique Lovelace. Monique, welcome to my testimony. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, awesome. yeah, awesome. and um, we miss you guys, and uh, yeah. you and Donovan and Jonathan, Jonathan. But you know, we miss good. you guys too. Trust me. <laughs> it's good. To, it's good. To, it's good to have you on today, and to uh, get a little bit of insight with your journey. So, welcome again. I know this is going to be a beautiful testimony, and we cannot wait to get into it. <laughs> Happy to be here, uh, and it's my pleasure to share. So before we get into Monique's testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you so much for Monique and Donovan and Jonathan. Thank you for this family. And we just thank you that uh, she's able to come and share with us today. And we just pray that as she shares with us, that the words of our mouth and uh, the meditation of her heart and everything that she will say will be in accordance to your will and your will only. And we'll give glory to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears> hey, <throat> Monique. Yes. Tell us a little bit about where you were raised, where you were born, what island you come from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was born on the beautiful island of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Yeah. Uh, I lived there for 12 years of my life. I left when I was 12. <clears throat> Went to Barbados for a little bit, very, very small space of time, and then moved to New York and lived in Brooklyn from then until I got married actually okay. at 28. Wow. So <laughs> how how is um Brooklyn? Oh boy. So from St. Vincent <laughs> to Barbados. To Barbados. Mm -hmm. to Brooklyn. So I know there's a big culture shock, man. So yeah. tell us oh, about that. Barbados was pretty much like St. Vincent. Okay. Um, I didn't feel like I changed islands really. You know, just the accents were different, right? Right, right. But um New York was definitely a culture shock. It was not something that I had ever been exposed to, you mm -hmm. know, um, going to school where children talk to teachers ex however they want and, right. you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, it was never something that I had experienced. So um, it, was, it took some time to get accustomed to. Mm -hmm. But before you know it, you know, you can't, if, you're, if you're young and you're doing it, you get accustomed to it pretty fast. And right. I was in schools here from what seventh grade, so you, I got accustomed to it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did did they um did the kids pick on you? Did they? Because your accent. Because you're different. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't say pick on me. Um, fortunately for me, I didn't get a lot of like bullying or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people experience coming from the island. Mm -hmm. um, they, when they repeated what I said, it was just because they liked how I said it or they thought it was funny the way I was okay. saying something, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. um, I remember just this a little side note. I, 
when I got there, like the first two months I was there, this little boy, I guess he liked me. Mm-hmm. And he said, he told my friend to tell me that he wants to go with me, mm-hmm. which means be my boyfriend, be boyfriend. right? right. <laughs> but I had no idea that that's what that meant. And I was like, I am not going anywhere with him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So <laughs> it, was, it was getting used to how the dia- dialect and the dialogue kind of played out. But it, it was funny, but it had it, it had its good times too. So <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, you should you should you should have told Donovan that when he when he when he came to you. <laughs> that would have been fun. I know, I know, right? I'm not, I'm going, not anywhere going anywhere with, anywhere with you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, That's funny. Right. yeah. So, uh, with you growing up and stuff, uh, did you grow up in the faith? Um, what was your Christian walk like? So I went to church on Sundays from a very itty bitty girl, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Knew all about God, um, but kind of just went because it was what I was supposed to do. Okay. Um, Upon moving to New York, I went to church a lot with my mom at first, and then I started going with my dad up until I was about 16. And I actually got baptized in my dad's church. My sister and I got baptized at the same time Mm -hmm. in a brethren church, right? Okay. But still, even at the time that I was getting baptized, I really didn't know what I was doing. It was just the thing to do because we had the little studies leading up to baptism. So you figure it's the next step. Go ahead and do it. Right. But but my life didn't change in any major way. I wasn't doing anything drastically different from what I was doing before. Mm. Um, and then I think it was about at 24 or so. Mm. My sister, same sister who got baptized with me at 16, check this out, right? She met uh, a young man who was a Seventh-day Adventist, and they started dating. Mm. As their relationship got more serious, he said to her that if he was going to think about marriage and so forth, he would like to go back into the church because he wasn't in the church at the time. Okay. And so... He said, I'm thinking about making you my wife and all that stuff. And I want to have a foundation of my faith. And so I, I don't want to go to your church, which was on Sunday. So mm. I'm going to go back to my church and I want you to come with me. Mm. And this was Flatbush, Flatbush SDA, oh. right? That's where he attended. Right. And so she started going with him while she was still, you know, transitioning from my dad's church. And so one day she said to me, Monique, you should come with me. This is really interesting. And I was like, girl, I don't have, it's Saturday. You know how many things I got to do on Saturday? (laughs) Got to get your hair done. You got to clean the house, you know, all the things. And she kept nagging me to come with her. And then until one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go get it over with. So she won't ask me again. And that was it. When I got there, Don and Colin, uh, there was a gentleman by the name of brother Walker doing Sabbath school. Okay. And he was doing the amazing fact studies. Mm. Uh, the one that he was doing in particular was you are responsible. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And I sat in that class. And when I walked out, I couldn't help but think, you mean I'm responsible for what I believe, mm. what I read and what I see as truth. Right. I am the one who's responsible to seek that out and figure it out. I don't just do what people tell me to do, you know? And so when I left the church that day, my life was just never the same. Mm. I I actually was dating a guy who was a DJ Mm. and he, I would go to all the parties with him. Right. Mm -hmm. Because remember 
when you go to church on Sunday, and I'm not saying that this is this is the case for everybody, right? But you kind of live a double life, right? You mm -hmm. party all you want in the week and so forth, and then you go to church on Sunday, and you figure that's normal, right? So that's what I used to do. We would have mm -hmm. house parties, all kinds mm -hmm. of parties, and I thought that was normal. Mm -hmm. But here I was with this guy who is is his life is music and and worldly music, mm -hmm. and it was a day that he invited me to a party and all of a sudden Monique didn't know what to wear now that that was never a problem for me wow wow okay I I've done pageants in my life I've mm -hmm. done carnival I've done all the things and never once was I not aware of what I'm gonna wear mm -hmm. but this day I couldn't figure out an outfit to put on to go to this party long story short I ended up wearing a twin sweater set long sleeve and a long skirt to my ankle. Where am I going dressed like that? <laughs> so, so, so you're all you're all modest and conservative at, at a party. party. <laughs> and I don't know where it came from. It's not like I heard anything about modesty. I don't know. I, I just I I can't to this day explain to you what happened. Mm. So when he got to the door to pick me up, he looked at me like I was from another planet, first of, of all. Because like what is going on? Right. Mm. We get to this party and I just felt so out of place and uncomfortable all of a sudden. And I'm like, mm. what is going on? So I get the, the place was like a club and it had upstairs and downstairs. Mm. So we go downstairs because upstairs were like, it was like where the bar and stuff was. Yeah. And downstairs was where the dancing took place. Okay. And I remember when we got downstairs, there was a little ottoman off to the corner and I just found my way over there and I sat there and he came to me. I was never really a big alcohol drinker. The only thing I would drink was like those creamy drinks, like Bailey's and so mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. So he came over to me and he asked me if I wanted something to drink. And I told him, yes, get me Bailey's, right? Mm -hmm. And when he walked away to get the drink, I looked upstairs. And when I looked upstairs, there was a gentleman wearing a black, he's wearing all black, okay. a black hat, a black t-shirt, black jeans. He had his arms folded and he had a skull and bone tattoo on this arm, mm -hmm. the, the arm facing me. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that man, the thought that came to my mind was that is the enemy looking down on where he has God's children. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. And this man was bopping his head to the music. And I was like, he is just happy that this is where he has us in darkness. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this stuff anymore. And I asked to leave. And that was the last day that I ever went to anything like that. And from then I started going to church with my sister and going on Sunday because I wanted to compare the two. Okay. And I started doing the amazing fact studies with Brother Walker. And I would go back on Sunday and ask the questions. And there was never an answer for me. Mm. And if there was an answer, it was an opinion. It wasn't biblical. Got you. Okay. Right. And then when I would go back to Brother Walker with any question that I had, he can point me to the word and show me what it was. Wow. And so I, I didn't have a choice but to come to understand God's true day of worship, which was the Sabbath. And that was at 24. Oh, wow. wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So what was the next step after that when you started to understand so, God's word a little better? So, you know, maybe you don't know, but <laughs> if you remember when you first come to truth, especially coming from 
from something that is completely different. Yes. You you actually want when I learned about Ellen G. White, I felt like I embodied her. I know. <laughs> right? Because that's what we do. We're the way we're taught the information yeah. is as if you have to become her yourself. Yeah, I know. Right? So honestly, the things that followed that was that I practically embodied this woman. And anybody who didn't do things the way she said it ought to be done or how it should be done, I looked at as, oh, you are doomed. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it, it, when I look back at it now, it's sad. You know, mm -hmm. it's a little sad because we're not supposed to judge people that way. Um, exactly. But but I had to develop my own walk with God and and start to see that, yes, she's good. And everything that she has to offer is good. But with a relationship with God, you take that with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And you also learn to love people into a behavior. You can't beat them into a behavior. Right. Right. And so what as to answer your question, Don, what followed after that, it kind of after being so overwhelmed with who she was and wanting to be like her, mm -hmm. it kind of dimmed the fire a little bit. Mm. Yeah, because it was like, I can't ever meet up to this standard anyway. Oh, right. You're trying to do it. Right. Strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't ever meet up to it. I didn't know about leaning on God and trusting him to do things through me, you know. Right. So I went back to just doing things like, you know, yeah, I know it's the Sabbath. I never really honored it the way that I should have honored it. Mm -hmm. um, went to church and, you know did all the things that looked like you're, you're a Sabbath keeper, right. but um, really wasn't doing it well. It, it really wasn't until I would say maybe about five, six years ago mm. that I found myself in a situation where I was hanging out with people that I was kind of going back into the worldly behaviors. Mm. And I started to think, no, if God rescued me from this, this cannot be what he has for his true church, you know? And so I normally I pick my friends, you know, I see somebody and I go, oh, yeah, they look like somebody would I want to be my friend. Mm -hmm. But this time around, I said, God, I want you to choose for me. Oh, wow. my, my choices have been terrible all this time, you know? Mm -hmm. So you pick for me. And he picked some women, Don and Colin, that I would have never picked myself. Mm. not because there's anything wrong with them, but I never saw that we had anything in common from the outside. Mm. But when it came down to it, the women that are still my friends to this day, and we still meet every week and we have some kind of book club or Bible study, or we hold each other accountable and we call each other to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade them for anything, right. you know, and that's when God picks for you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when we pick for ourselves, we have we have exceptions and we do do things in a way that's human. Yep. Right. But when he picks, he picks what's best for you. Mm -hmm. yep. And so these these five women were that for me. But um, what happened after um, joining the church? I broke up with that guy, obviously. Right. That wasn't going to work. <laughs> And um, I went to a singles marriage retreat. They joined the two because they didn't have enough people for both. Okay. So they went to the same place, but they separated it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go because I had just broken up with someone and I was just like not in the mood, but mm -hmm. I was convinced to go anyway. And I went 
and I saw this guy with locks. <laughs> I think we know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, he's cute, but no, I'm not in the mood for any guys or anything. Long mm. story short, a friend of mine, I saw him all weekend for that, that retreat. And I never once said anything to him. And, and the day I was leaving, my friend said, Monique, you're really not going to say anything? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't approach men. And, and so I'm not going to say anything. Right. Mm. And before I could finish saying that, she was gone to him. Oh, and she wow. introduced us. Yeah, she introduced us. And that was November 18th, 2001. Mm. And 17 years, well, 20 years later, We've known each other and 17 years married. Right, right. Knowing Donovan, man, he probably saw you there too and he's not saying anything. <laughs> no, he didn't see me because he thought his mom tricked him into coming because she wanted him uh -huh. to meet a nice girl or whatever. And okay. he was kind of done. Right. <laughs> he was kind of done. <laughs> he was kind of, he was kind of done with, um, her trying to find people find for him, people. you know? Oh, yeah. Got you. Yeah. And so he just was like, he, she told him to bring her CDs to her oh. and he brought them and he was just like, he would always have his hoodie on and his head down. So he wasn't seeing me. I was seeing him more than he was seeing me. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, here we are. So if God allowed it, that's what it, that's what it was supposed to be. Right. Cause the girl that she, his mom had for him, he never got to talk to. Oh, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> See? And, and it goes back so, to what you just said. God is choosing for you. Yeah. Which is yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. He allows, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and even if you ha are hesitant or you're not sure if this was the decision, because it happened, you have to know he allowed it because nothing can come to you unless he allows it. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah. yeah, my life has been. It has its trials, you know what I mean? A, a, a good bit of them, if, if I were to be honest. But if I didn't have them, then I know that Satan isn't threatened by me mm. and my relationship with God. True. True. Yeah. And so if he leaves me alone, then I'm doing something wrong, mm -hmm. you know? So um, that's kind of where I am. But in the, the past five years, I've, I've learned a different way to walk with God. You know, I never I used to think that I had to have control over everything. Mm -hmm. If my husband is, is not doing something that I, I want, I'll just change a behavior mm -hmm. so that he could do what I want. Right. right? right. But that behavior won't be lasting exactly. because I'm not doing it for the right reason. I'm just doing it to get what I want. So I had some habits about my walk that were just off, you know. Mm -hmm. But then when I learned that if I surrender everything to God and I trust him to make the decisions and let his will be done, whatever Donovan is supposed to do, whatever my friend is, any relationship that I have, right. God will take care of that. Yeah. It's not for me to do anything. Exactly. Right. And so when I depend on him and I allow him to lead in every aspect of my life, I, I have nothing to worry about. Even though it looks a little crazy and it looks like things are falling apart, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because that's just my physical eyes. But I know that he's working it out in the spiritual, right? Yeah, wow. exactly. Wow. Yeah. exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. so you do the Surrendered Walk podcast. How did that come about? Well, 
when I first learned about surrendering, Don, I, I wanted nothing to do with it because I'm a control freak. Hmm. I have to have control. If I see anything going wrong, I have to run and do damage control right away, mm. right? So that what I know can happen doesn't happen. And so I was very controlling even in my marriage. I wanted it to go the way I want it to go. And I have the, the kind of husband that is so, he allows God to work through him in such a way that right. he would just let me. Right. You know, he wouldn't fight me. He wouldn't do anything to change it. He would just let me. Mm -hmm. And some people might look at that as a good thing, but it's not, right. you know. And so when I started to learn, I read a book called His Robe on Mine mm -hmm. by Frank Phillips. Uh, and when I started to understand that surrender is the only job that I have. It's the only job that I have because there's nothing else I can do. You know, once self dies, there's a saying that goes, self would rather be thought of as evil than not be thought of at all. Mm. Right? We're very uh, selfish people. Yeah, it's true. And we do true. things, we do things because we want something in return. Mm. That's not denying self. Right? Right? That's, that's not denying self. And so when we do things, giving people the benefit of the doubt, that's what surrendering is. God, I don't know what this person is thinking. It looks like they're doing this to hurt me, mm. but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that that's not what they're doing. Mm. Mm. Right? And then you let that play out. You talk to them. You deal with them. But I'm going to still love you, and I'm going to still treat you kind. And it's not easy to do. Nope. It is not easy yeah. to do. Nope. And so the verse that helps me to, to kind of get through this is Galatians 2.20. And it says, I am crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I live, right? Yeah. But it's not me that's living. It's Christ that's living in, in me, me, right? Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's, it's me living in his faith, right? Because I can't, there's nothing I can do without him. Right. Nothing I can do without him. So that podcast came about, Don, because I was so angry about surrendering mm. that I was like, you know what, Lord? I want to tell people what it's really like to have to surrender. Mm. That, that it doesn't feel good every day. Nope. That, if, that if my friend says something that hurts my feelings, mm. that I can't just be in my emotions and I can't go talk to everybody about it and make her look bad or make her feel bad or whatever, mm -hmm. I have to surrender that to you and say, God, touch her heart mm -hmm. so that she understands that what she did hurt me. And if you never do that, it's okay. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean that you never have confrontations with people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that. But it means that you don't do it until God tells you. Right. And who wants to wait until God, God tells them right. to talk about their feelings? <laughs> You know, I know I don't. You're taking too long. You, you know, that's the time he, yeah. goes, he goes silent on you, right? Listen to me, yeah. right? And so that's the part that I've been learning lately, that when I surrender it, mm. he takes full control of it. Right. And his will is done. Yes. And so that podcast is is just my journey in learning how to surrender. And when the days when I don't want to, I'm going to say that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. And 
I'm going to say the consequence of me being rebellious, mm-hmm. right? Because there are consequences for every action. Right. Right. Um, and so that even if it's one person, like Don and I always say, even if one person discovers this podcast and realize, man, if my husband is beating me and he's making me feel this way, I can go to safety and surrender him to God. Right. It's true. Right. Yeah. If, if I lost my job and there's no food, it seems like we have barely anything left and it looks just like life is about to fall apart. God, you see this, this doesn't take you by surprise. I'm surrendering that to you. Right. Right. And a lot of us as Christians, we haven't gotten to that place yet because it doesn't feel good. It takes you out of your comfort zone. Of course. Certainly right. And yeah. And so this is where I am now living a life of surrender or learning the process of surrender. We, I've, I haven't arrived. I still wake up some mornings. I'm like, this is for the birds. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Today, I, 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 I cannot I do it. I know. I know. <laughs> right. But then I remember that I'm crucified, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm dead, Colin, mm-hmm. I can't feel. That's dead true. people can't feel. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so when something, when something comes across as painful, this same verse says that the life that I live, I live in with Christ in me, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to say, God, this doesn't feel good. And I really want to retaliate with all the words that's going to make this person feel just as bad as they're making me feel. Mm. But I know that's not right because you won't do that. And since I'm trying to be like you and live like you, you're going to have to put the right words in my mouth. Right. right. You're going to have to take this feeling away and replace it with something fleshy that I can feel for them, not for myself. Right. Right. And it sounds really cliche yeah, it does. and sappy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But true love, true love does that. That's what Christ had to do in the garden when he said, let this cup pass from me. He had to realize right away, wait a minute. No, if I love them, God's will be done, not mine. Right. My feelings doesn't always have to matter. Yep. Right. And <laughs> it is not easy. I think I think another thing what makes it hard is because of um, the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And yes. around us. our society is not the norm to do. No, that. it's not a norm. to no. Surrendering is no. weak. It's that's weak. Oh. It's weak. It's weak. But you know what I realized, Colin? God's kingdom is completely opposite yes. to the world. It is. What, is, what is weakness to the world is strength to God. It is. Mm-hmm. Right? What is, what is um, how can I put it? And everything. If, if wealth, what is wealth to the world mm-hmm. is poorness to Jesus. Poorness to Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, yep. he, he takes the, the, the short end of the stick because in the end, we're going to be wealthy. We're going to walk on streets of gold. So if we don't have everything that we need here, it's okay. Right. It's okay. It's only for a time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the things that he withhold from us is to save us from ourselves. Because I know, (laughs) I know that if I was wealthy, Mm -hmm. I would never turn to God for anything. I don't need anything. Right. So, it's, it's a journey, that surrender walk journey is one that I wish everybody would take the time to, to look into mm-hmm. because it will transform your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will, and, and only for the better. 
<laughs> I tell you, even years later, I wake up and I go, today I can't do it, Lord. But it's not for me to do it. It's for him to do it in me. Right. Right. The word of God says he wills and does his good pleasure in you. Yes. It's nothing that Monique does or Colin or Don. Right. It's him. And so if we surrender to him, we're, we're ahead of the game. Yep. yep. You know? Yep. So that's where I am. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's, it's a daily thing, as you said. It's a daily you thing. die daily. Right. So when you, when you stumble and you feel like, man, I messed up. Mm -hmm. See, the enemy has us in this mentality where we're constantly saying, man, I didn't do this right. I messed it's up. True. No, no, no. God doesn't expect you to be perfect. He knows you're human. Mm -hmm. If, if when I say he doesn't expect you to be perfect, I want, I want to make that clear. Mm. He, he's looking at us like they're human beings. They're going to mess up mm. until they put their life in my hand and I do it for them because I'm the only one who's perfect. Mm. Then they'll do it perfect. Right. Right. But if we mess up, we could just say, God, I fell short today because I didn't surrender this to you. But I'm surrendering it now so that going forward, you'll take care of this shortcoming that I have, right. whether it's watching too much TV, wa mm -hmm. watching the wrong thing, listening to the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this, mm -hmm. but I keep falling into it because I'm human. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm surrendering this thing to you. And you know, I don't want to do it. You know, my heart. So please find a way to help me to stop, <laughs> you know, and I don't think we do that with God because we, for some reason, we think we can't, it's true. you know, yeah. but he can help us with everything, even the most minute thing. Mm -hmm. If we surrender it to him, he takes full control and he'll give you power over it. Yeah. 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 So talking, talking about the surrender stuff, what, what do you think um, in your past that have um, allowed you to become like a control freak? Um, is it I, from, from you growing up that you, you expect? Yeah, okay. definitely. My, I grew up with a single mom. Mm. And my mom worked constantly. Mm. So she had control over everything in the home because she had to work to find the money to do everything. Right. And when I looked around me, all the women in my family were single women. Mm. They had boyfriends that would come and go, mm. but they were never in any long lasting relationships, but they were strong women. Mm. You know, whatever they needed, they had and they go get it and they whatever. So seeing that, yes, I, I had my dad in my life. But I would only see him on the weekends. Okay. And he was married. He still is to this day. He's just celebrated his 50th anniversary. Okay. Right? So his wife became like a mom to me as well, but I only saw them for two days a week. Okay. So I spent most of my time with a woman who was in control of everything mm. five days a week. Mm. So that had more of an impact on my life than the other ones that I saw two days. Right. Wow. And so in my mind, I made my decision where I'm never going to let a man hurt me. I'm going to always be able to provide for myself. I'm going to always do mm. this, do th that independent thing, you know? Right. And God had to show me he didn't create me independent. He created me dependent. Mm. Right. Mm. And I depend on him because he's my source. But if he gave me a husband, right. then I depend on him as well. Right. And what 
I'm still walking that path. I'm, I'm human. I still mess up sometimes, but I'm learning that my husband is my head. Mm -hmm. I'm not the head, right. <laughs> you know, though the world tells me I can be and I have a right. choice if I could be or not. Right. God says that there's a specific hierarchy. And so because of how I was brought up and how I looked at people around me, I became this person that was strong also mm -hmm. in what I believe. Right. But when God transforms, he removes all of that. Exactly. And you start to do things the way he wants you to do it. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely having strong women around me that made me into that person. Right. And how, yeah. how, how do you translate that to Jonathan now? Because you have a son. Have a son. You don't have a daughter. Yeah, you have a son. Uh, right. You know? So one of the things I constantly do is when we have those one-on-one -on -one conversations, I tell him who he needs to be for his future wife. Mm. If, if God permits mm. and he allows him to grow into a man and have a wife and he doesn't come before that, I tell him constantly what God has in store for him wow. as a husband. Beautiful. And so, and so, you know, I tell him he doesn't have to be a doctor, a lawyer, all the major things. If that's what he wants, go for it. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're able to provide for your household and your Amen. wife can depend on you Amen. and she can trust you to secure her, yeah. that's the only thing I'm asking you to do. Beautiful. You know, and I ask him to be a gentleman to every woman. Mm -hmm. Every little girl that you see, even if there's one that you kind of like, because I know he's 14, he's going to see them that he likes, yeah. right? right? <laughs> yeah. But even if it's one that you like out of the five, open the door for all five. No, Amen. Pull out the chair for all five. Yeah. You know, even if your friends are not doing it, I don't care. I'm not asking you to be like your friends. I'm asking you to be like God. Amen. Right? Um, does it mean that he's going to do everything that I ask him? I don't know, right? But we are asked to train them up in a certain way, and yeah. and that's what I try to ask him to do. Right. Um, and and I leave the rest up to God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Donovan, man, <laughs> that's what <we're> old, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I, you know, I, I really, one I really, day I really do miss you guys, though, because, you know, we miss you, too. Yeah. You know, myself and Donovan, man, we've been too thick and thin, man. He's just. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, and yeah. his personality is such as you said, he's such an easy going fellow. And yeah. He works in you and all the other projects and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know uh, what, Colin, uh, Colin and Don, maybe one day. One day in the future, God's willing. Um, Donovan and my story together, it's not done being written yet. Uh, so we can't do we can't do a testimony together just yet. And right. God tells me that. I know that. I'm not I'm not making this up. I'm really telling you, it's still in the process of being written. Okay. And so one day, one day in the future, God's willing, maybe we can sit down together and you would be surprised to hear the journey. Of Donovan and I. You. I was going to ask you, how did you meet him? Were you already Adventist when you met him? I'm guessing. And what was that yeah. spiritual walk together like at the beginning? So, and this is why I say <laughs> we will have to do this. Yeah, the, the story, the story <laughs> is still being written, man. 
No, that, I'm just that, the beginning. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah. Oh, she does, it, she does, it, I just, um, did you see him at a church? She wanted to preview. Did you him at a church? <laughs> so he was, because he was at the retreat, right? Remember right. his mom called him to, right, to right. bring the CDs. Right. The beauty of Donovan was that whenever the Sabbath came into play, mm. um, there was never a question on if he was going to do it or not. Oh. If work if work came into play and they asked him to work on Sabbath, it was never a question. No, that is not going to be the right. thing. Right. And we all falter in other areas as we walk as Christians, right? So he has flaws, I have flaws. Mm -hmm. But that was something that really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. He never, ever jeopardized the Sabbath for anything. No compromise. And I thought, no compromise when it comes to that. And I thought that was really, really, really something that's that was an upstanding kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, even to this day, you know, even to this day, if something comes up where he has asked, he's asked to work or whatever the case may be, he will he will say no, he can't do it. Yeah. Right. You know. So, um, and in terms of where, <laughs> you know, it's weird when when you start off one way. Um, for example, Donovan and I would be dancing at parties together at people's houses or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and, and I told you, I did pageants. I did carnival stuff. So I'm a dancer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the world's definition. Right. Okay. So um, for me to now go to my husband and say to him, I I'm not going to be doing that anymore. Imagine what that's going to be like. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but I trust God in the in the fact that God, you're not going to bring something, a behavior to me that I need to change and not prepare my husband for it. Right, right, right. Whether it's whether it's right away or down the road, I, I doesn't timing isn't of the essence right now. It's just that I know that you're not the kind of God who creates confusion. Exactly. Right, right. So for me, it's it's difficult because I'm changing drastically. Mm. Right. And this man is like, what is going on? But when he looks into the word, I'm mirroring that. Right. Gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. So even though he may not be there yet or whatever the case may be, he knows that I'm not just this crazy person coming up with these things to do. She's honoring what the Lord asks her to do. Right. Right. You know, well, so. Um, can't, can't wait. We can't wait for that. Um, there's going to be another testimony to come in the future. Yeah. More testimonies. Absolutely. We yeah. love testimonies over here on my testimony. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We'll be ready, willing, and able when that comes that time comes. And God will place it on your hearts at the right time to ask us. Ask. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So um we're gonna be wrapping up soon, man. So money okay. your your journey mm -hmm. so far, man. It's just it's such amazing. Such amazing um, what you said about surrender and stuff. Mm. So um, what would be your admonition? Um, you, um, did I say that word right? No, your admonition. There you go. Admonition. <laughs> <laughs> to, um, to, those, um, to those who are listening to this testimony today. Especially those that are struggling with that surrender issue. Yeah. How do you surrender? How do I stop yeah. the process? Actually, actually, you're speaking to me. You don't even know that. <laughs> Yeah. I would I would say don't pressure yourself. Whatever God asks us to do is not to create pressure. Yeah. He's not that kind of God. So when you look at it that way, okay, God, 
I know you know that I'm not ready to do this fully because he nothing takes him by surprise. No, exactly. Right? So he knows that it's going to be hard for Colin to not eat oxtail. Let's say that's the thing, right? right, right. <laughs> I, I really want to stop eating this oxtail, Lord, and I'm going to surrender it to you because I, you know, but you walk past Golden Crust and that's what you want. Right. Or the or Dutch because pot. The, Dutch pot. <laughs> pot. <laughs> because, because the enemy also knows that you love, you love oxtail. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's going to put the thought of oxtail in your mind. Yes. Now, this morning when you woke up, you say, God, I'm going outside on the road and I'm going to pass Dutch pot and I'm going to pass Golden Cross. Mm-hmm. Your will be done. Mm. Right? Your mm. will be done. I'm going to do my part to not pull into the parking lot. Mm. Right? But if I do pull into the parking lot, you don't love me any less. Right. Right? You don't, you don't withdraw your love from me and your mercy and your grace. Mm. Right? But you know that it's still something that I'm wanting you to take, release me from. Yeah. So I would say to people who are on the journey of surrendering is to allow yourself to be who you are because God already knows who you are. You don't have to hide and dodge behind things and all of that. Be who you are, but in the process, say to him, God, my desire is for this to change. I want to be more like you. And so if you can release me from this, in your timing, because we might want it to happen right then, but it it might be holding up somebody else from learning about him if you stop today. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. We have no idea how it works out up there with him. Mm. But if we turn it over to him and we say, God, this is my desire. I don't know how to do it. I'm human. Mm. I don't I have no clue how to stop this. Right. But I, I, in your word, you say that you can do things through me. So I'm asking you to take this away whenever you see fit. Right. I'm going to do my part and I'm going to allow you to do your part. Amen. Amen. Wow. Where can we find the podcast? So it's on, on anchor.com. Um, I'll, I'll send you guys a, a link if you want to share with anyone. Definitely. Um, it's, it's definitely something that is a day-by-day process. We die daily. Mm. Don't expect perfection when you ask God to help you with something the next morning. That's not how he works. Right. Because the trials and the things that hold us hostage a little bit, they're there to create, to, they're there to change something in us, to break something in us. Mm. And if it goes away too quickly, we're going to find ourselves back in that same behavior again. That's true. Yes. Yep. Right? Yep. Because God brings things back around until you learn the lesson. Right. Right? So let it play out. Let it do what it's meant to do because he's transforming from the inside out. We want to look the part too much. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> Forget about looking the part. If your heart is changed... Nobody can see that, but God can see that. Right. Eventually, it will it'll work its way to the of outside. Course. It will. You know? Yeah. yeah. But you don't have to forget about what people think you look like or what you're yeah. doing. God is the one who you have to be concerned about. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, you know? That's true. And as I said earlier, um, that's, that's um, the society that we live in, the world that we live in. It, mm-hmm. that all, you know, it, even on social media, you see social media, people are posting stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, you know, how they look and what they're saying. 
when, right. you, when you listen and you look at them, you know, um, you see that it's all about them and it's nothing to do with God. Right. And, and another thing that we do, Colin, is that we love to put up our highlight reel. Just that moment. Yeah. Just that moment that something good is happening. I have a pretty dress on, I have makeup on, and right. I want you to see this moment. Right. But behind that moment, we have no idea what happens. Right. Right. We yeah. get so caught up in that highlight reel that we're like, oh, I want that. I want that. You don't know it took to get to that right yeah you know so as christians especially seventh day adventist christians Mm -hmm. i think one of the little changes we need to make is to be more forthcoming with who we are and what we're going through amen so that people would be aware that christians do struggle we have to have a cross to bear yes we can't be christians without a cross Amen. amen yeah and we have to be honest and stop pretending to be perfect. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah. It goes, it goes so way true. beyond the happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Yeah. 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 So, so Dawn, yeah. no more trailer, man. We want to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's for all of us. The right. movie's coming. Right. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put out the trailer anymore, man. We got to put the movie out. <laughs> The raw stuff. The raw stuff. Oh, you want to see the raw footage? The raw footage, you see? <laughs> yeah, the behind the scenes stuff is what matters more. The than behind the, the scenes. The behind yeah. Scenes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Monique, this was amazing. Awesome. It's amazing. Awesome. You really, you really spoke to, to me. To you. Yep. You really, <laughs> this testimony speaks to me personally. So, Lord. really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate uh, Donovan and Jonathan and. Mm-hmm. And yes. the extended family, all the other family members, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we see, we, we follow you guys and we see, you know, we follow your highlight reel, but we know it's not a beautiful And by the way, your highlight reel is very beautiful. You guys are beautiful family. I know. So, Thank you very much. Keep it, keep Thank you very much. I miss, yeah. I miss you guys and, um, you know. We'll, we'll see each other soon, I know for sure. Yes, most definitely. Anytime you're in town, just let us know and we'll, we'll touch base. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. So, Dawn, you know the duties. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you got you to give a beautiful prayer after this beautiful prayer. Pressure. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> so. Let's pray. Loving Father, what an amazing testimony you have allowed us to hear from our sister the way that you have led her life from the beginning up to this point and the things that you've taught her about how to walk with you and how to surrender her life to you i thank you so much for her and the way that she is able to tell us the absolute walk of what that really looks like and be real about it help us just to remember that to be real with you every single day is what you really desire us to do and how you really want us to walk with you and not be pretentious because you can read our hearts you know everything about us and all we have to do is just surrender to you to allow you just to lead us to the next thing so we can just be on this journey and truly be ready to meet you is our prayer in his name Amen. amen Amen. Amen. Right. So, Monique. Um, yes, sir. Yes. Yep. Thank you again so much. Mm-hmm. 
You're that, welcome. It's my yeah. pleasure. Yeah, my regards to Donovan, Donovan and, Jonathan. and Jonathan. Jonathan is getting so tall, man. The last time Let's not talk about it. I'm not ready. I know, right? <laughs> man. Yeah. So tall. Yeah. And Donovan yeah. still still play basketball, right? Listen, he's going to die playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm he's not going to say Donovan's age, man, but you see Donovan. It's just amazing. Man, it's he doesn't amazing. look like his age, no. man. This guy, man. No. You know what? He's a role model for me, man. I, re- I, yeah. look, at John, yeah. I, I look at Donovan and I say, man, Donovan is not getting older, so I'm not going to get older. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he motivates me as well. You know, I'm I'm younger, but it it when I look at him and how he thinks about what it takes to stay healthy and stay yes. motivated to do well, yes. it it really is a motivation to me as yes. well. Yes. So, Amen. God is good. God is good. God is good. Yeah. All yeah. right. So until until we meet again, man. So we'll, we'll see you guys soon. Okay. Yeah. Take care. Okay. Yes. All right.